There we are. Do you ever wish you could change your personality? Just a little bit. Sometimes wish I could reclaim who I used to be, sure of my destiny. Now I'm hanging on for dear life, staying safe here, going nowhere. I gotta let go and fly. Sounds the choice is obvious. But I'm just a little gun shy Didn't mean to let those troubles get me down and psych me out But here I am anyway I'll fight every fear The drag that got me here can't keep me I'm still willing to try Just give me a minute Wish I could just get over it well, hello, adventurers. Welcome to episode 44 of Adventurous Spirits. I am your host, creativity coach and singer-songwriter, Courtney Matz. I'm going to be telling you a little bit about my own journey as an adventurer and an artist in the world of commerce and creativity. Hey, that's cool. I haven't used that phrase before. The world of commerce and creativity and the adventures that I've had. And I also would love to hear about your adventures in your own world, whether they overlap with mine or whether they're all your own. Today we're talking about bravery boost, a bravery boost. Um, no matter what sort of adventures are before you today, I'm willing to bet that you could use a little more courage. Just a little more courage to face some of them. Sometimes you need courage because you're bored and you've got to change something up so that you can be a little more engaged with life. Sometimes you need courage because what's in front of you is something you've never done before and you're a little nervous about it or you're a lot nervous about it. Uh, for whatever reason, I do fine with taking flying leaps with my career, but driving up a hill is really challenging for me. <laughs> I need extra courage to drive up a hill, especially when it's like really steep. There are a few neighborhoods here in LA where I have to screw my courage to the sticking place in order to drive through and just keep breathing and calm myself and keep telling myself that it's gonna be fine and to stay focused and rather than get confused and lose track of what I'm doing because I'm nervous and I'm scared. Whether the adventure facing you today is really just needing to re-envision um, what you wanted out of this, to be able to get back to basics, to recapture some of that magic and excitement of what you got into this for in the first place. 
There's all sorts of reasons why we need courage. To switch gears, to kick into high gear, to take a breath and step back. Sometimes the holidays require courage because we have to pause all of our activity. And we're less comfortable in that space. So wherever, wherever you are in that spectrum of courageous needs, I hope that we can meet you there today, and I hope that you will chime in with your own input because everybody can learn something from you as well. I'm just telling my story here. I love hearing what everyone else has to say as well. So this song is called Gun Chai, and it's about kind of rediscovering your courage and your mojo after you've been let down or um, gotten a little bit lost, which happens to all of us in various times for various reasons. So along those lines, let's talk about what you say to yourself. Are you careful what you say when you don't know what you're talking about? The past informs the present, my perception is shaped by all I've seen before. All the steps are in front of me, stretching out right to the skyline. Moving forward is all I need Sounds so simple, but I'm still gun-shy Didn't mean to let those troubles get me down And psych me out, but here I am anyway I'll fight every fear, the drag that got me here Can't keep me, I'm still willing just give me a minute, wish I could just get over it Steve's here, Steve caught my reference to both Hamlet and Beauty and the Beast with the screw my courage to the sticking place Yes, um, that is, that is definitely not a quote that I made up, but I think it's appropriate here where you have to kind of gather your courage, you have to find it, you have to kind of do this motion, whatever this is, and uh, because you just, you're in a situation where you need it and you don't really have the option to back down. I mean, if I just didn't drive up the hill, that would really limit my options in life. <laughs> we just have to not go anywhere that requires driving uphill. But every single time, I have to be very intentional about being courageous. And so far, I've always made it. I've made, I've lived through the experience, been able to tell about it. But if I had been in a situation where I didn't make it, or something happened while driving up one of those hills, that would even add to the need for courage that would give me more of a, a story to uh, feed into that experience but i think there is a big psychological element to courage and it comes down to faith and belief what do you believe is true really and there's all sorts of information coming at us uh, in any daunting situation that can sway you 
from what you really know in your heart of hearts to be true. For instance, I know that I will not flip over backwards in the car when I'm driving up a hill. I know that that won't happen. And yet I am very concerned that it will. <laughs> and that is part of what I'm doing when I'm gathering my courage for that drive is to reassure myself, to set my mind upright. Instead of imagining the car flipping over backwards, I imagine just going up the hill. Instead of imagining that I, you know, lose traction and slide all the way back down, I imagine that everything kicks in and the car functions the way that it's supposed to, and we just make it. We make it up the hill and everything's cool. I imagine that rather than being sideswiped by a car that's coming from the side that I don't have time to see or they don't see me, I imagine that I see the car and I pause and I have enough ability to pause and then I keep going. So it's uh, partly just like giving yourself the option to believe something else. that. rather than getting fixated on the thing that I don't want, that panic response. Now, sometimes you don't have a choice, but in the instances where you do have a choice, what am I gonna choose to believe right now? Whether it's right or wrong, whether later I uh, turn out to be correct or incorrect, whether this is real or delusional, what do I need to believe right now in order to get through this thing and to get through it well? For some instances, I know I have friends that have had to psych themselves up for a sales call that they didn't want to make. And so in order to do that, they promised themselves chocolate as a reward. So it's not about um, reassuring yourself for the experience, it's about a reward after you get through the tough thing. To say, well, once I do this, then I can have something I want. My hope is that that's always the case, that if you do something that requires courage, it gets you something that you want. It gets you to a different place in your life, in your career. It gets you closer to um, making the kind of income you want to make, it gets you closer to having the kind of relationships you want to have. Doing things that take courage are generally worth doing for those reasons. So remember why you're in it. That's another, another strategy for acquiring courage when necessary. Let's see, Steve says, if the hill is steep enough, I'm sometimes afraid that instead of moving forwards, I'll slide backwards into the car behind me. Fortunately, this has not yet happened. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, that is always an option, right? Sliding backwards into the car behind you. Um, I have definitely had borderline panic attacks while parked on a hill. And there is a car parked behind me and just thinking, what if I can't stop in time? So far, hasn't happened, but it could happen. That's a little bit more of a reasonable fear than the flipping over backwards thing that I talked about before. But you know, life is full of reasonable fears as well as unreasonable and it's worthwhile to point those out as well and recognize that they're there. So what do we do with those? So like I was singing, Wish I could just get over it, snap my fingers and change. With a blink of an eye, with a turn of my head, feel dangerous. Life happens and it happens to you. 
what I'll do times that's that's really what it comes down to is uh you take a deep breath and you take a plunge you know that you've come through difficult and intimidating things in the past and you're taking on another one right now and maybe some of us have a more more of a personality that tends toward worry or tends toward intimidation but nobody is immune nobody is immune to this and for good reason sometimes that fear is what keeps us alive it's that warning in your deeps of your in the depths of your heart that's like look out look out don't be careless in this situation because your life is at stake in some way so that that's good that's good that we're still alive that's an excellent side effect of nerves and yet, here we are, still needing to encounter these intimidating things. So, choosing what to believe is a step, one step, one way of uh, encountering courage, infusing yourself with more courage. Another way is to have other people around you who believe in you. People who have preferably seen you uh, overcome past hurdles and challenges. A long time ago, I will say probably like mid-2000s, somewhere around there, my dad started to get into distance running. And he invited me to join him. I think his exact words were, hey, I just signed up for a half marathon. I think you want to do it too. <laughs> do you want to train with me? And my immediate reaction was no. Um, a half marathon is not a full marathon, but it is still way many more miles than I had any in interest in running at that time or even at this time. 13.1. 13.1 miles. That's just so many miles. And, you know, I was not, like, super athletic. I'm, I like doing things, but I, I don't tend to um, lean towards the 
the physical challenges. I tend to be more of a mental obstacle, brain teaser kind of person. I do like challenging myself physically, but running for 13 miles is not not my idea of like the the most fun challenge. So after a while, my dad told me more about the plan that he was going to be following and it was a a plan that seemed reasonable to me. It seemed like you could take, you know, 3 months to prepare and you could do 16 minute miles which is mostly walking with a little bit of jogging in between and I started to imagine myself being able to complete that kind of distance. I also knew I would be doing it with my dad and uh, that turned out to be a really good thing. I'm so grateful now that I did it. I wound up doing several half marathons, by the way, with some with dad, some by myself. But for whatever reason, I convinced myself that this would be a doable physical challenge. And I liked the idea of seeing a lot of territory. It's kind of like taking a big walking tour or a, you know, an on-foot tour of whatever place I was in. The, the, the first race that we signed up for was in Virginia Beach. sounded fun to me. I will say a lot of that particular terrain was not pretty <laughs> and I had I had a big issue with that race because okay so two things about it were cool. One it's in Virginia Beach and you actually end the finish line is on the boardwalk so you have the ocean right there. So that was very cool. The second thing about it was they had the whole way lined with live bands. So they're like playing you music while you're running. Very, very cool experience. I recommend that part of it. And they have these particular races with the live music in a lot of cities around the country. This particular one, they had a big chunk of the middle of the race, which is arguably the hardest part of the race when you're so tired, but you're not close enough to the end to start to get excited. Um, on a naval base, which naval bases are just not that interesting <laughs> to look at. And they had us repeat one of the miles inside the naval base. So usually all of the areas we had been on, all the areas we had been on were just new terrain. You know, you're just following a path. Well, once we got into the naval base, we did a loop. So we did a mile and a half, and then we did another mile in the same area before we got out back to the to the rest of the route. Whew, that was rough. That was real rough, but made it through. So all that to say, ultimately glad I did it. I forget why I told you that part of the story. That's totally an aside. Doesn't have a whole lot to do with the point. The point being that aside from being nervous that maybe I couldn't do it, that I couldn't do 13 miles, I was also just nervous about like not liking it, getting out there and feeling like I should be using my time differently. But once I kind of committed to it and got in that headspace, it became really fun. Now, I say that with reservation. It became fun in its own way. You see yourself change. You see yourself be able to do more things than you could do before. But its I don't think anybody in their right mind wakes up at 5 AM on a Saturday and just says, you know what I want to do today? <laughs> I want to go run 10 miles. That just That's just what I want to do first thing in a wintry morning. 
um, or a hot summer morning is get my shoes on and my clothes on and just go for like five miles and then turn around and come back. But as I did that, I was it was very gratifying to see that I could, to see that I could do it and to feel that change in myself and to have times where you go out and don't feel like it and then you start to get into it the longer you go. And I'm really glad that my dad um, encouraged me to try it and that he ran with me a lot of the way and he was a faster runner than I was but he slowed down for my pace and we were able to do a lot of those longer runs together. So that is my second takeaway for finding courage when you need it, is to find a buddy or to have other people in your life that have seen you encounter challenges and overcome them and can remind you of those stories when you're stuck in it and you're just like, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. And so um, that's what this song is about. It's called Ben's Song. It's a song that I wrote for my brother back when he was in the middle of making a hard decision for his life and needed courage. And you know, it's a lot easier for me sometimes to encourage somebody else and help them feel empowered than to receive that for myself. So I play this song for myself sometimes when I need to remember <laughs> this particular uh, means of courageousness. And I feel like this is too high. Run, little brother, run along and wrestle with the world. Find yourself a niche and blow your way right through it. Find a perfect place to make your mark in when you're ready, get down to it. All that hard work you'll be glad you gave. You got a future out there somewhere and you gotta go.
there's something bright and shiny up ahead with your name on it. So tie your laces, runners, take your mark, and when the whistle blows, you're ready. Take the prize and see how proud we are. You got a future out there somewhere, and you gotta go find it. You got a future out there somewhere, gotta bring it home. It's a jungle out there, take care, try not to mind it. You're not alone. You've got a future. possibly a whole group of people near you that have been part of your story long enough that they can give you this kind of robust encouragement that reminds you of who you are and what you have already come through. Because it's not always enough to believe that you can do something. You have to believe that you have done something. And then that gives you a little more faith and vision for the next thing that you might do for the problems that you can figure out in the future because you're able to figure out a problem in the past. And there's nothing like a good friend to say, hey, remember last time you ran into a thing like this and you weren't sure if you could keep going? Now, I will say the best advice I have ever read on stick-to-itiveness of any kind is that it was a, a personal trainer who wrote a book called The Pocket Personal Trainer. His name is Eric Carr. And um, it's a really great little book. It's got all tons of tips for nutrition and exercise, but basically he's a fellow who was tired of being out of shape and just started training himself for a triathlon. And now he's done a zillion triathlons. So, I appreciate his perspective as somebody who hasn't always been an athlete, but just kind of got to be in his bonnet to figure it out. And uh, arguably picking one of the toughest endurance races ever, you know, to get into and found that he liked it. But his, his advice for training is if you don't feel like doing your training, give it 10 minutes and then decide. So for those mornings where it was cold and I woke up at five o'clock because my alarm was going off and I knew I had 12 miles ahead of me and I just didn't want to, instead of saying, well, because I don't want to, I won't. Or instead of saying, well, I, I have to because I, this is my training and I have to do it. I said, all right, I'm gonna go out there for 10 minutes and if I hate it, I will stop. I have 
found that mindset to be so incredibly helpful for everything, <laughs> not just running, but everything for piano practice, for planning or um, creating a, a production budget, for uh, any task, any chore that I just am dreading, for writing when I don't feel like writing, I say, I'm going to give it 10 minutes and then I'll decide whether I'm going to do this or not. A lot of times, like 95% of the time, once I'm already doing it, I start to feel much more comfortable with it. But when I'm in the safety and warmth of my bed trying to decide, do I want to get out of this? The answer is always no. No, heck no, I don't want to get out of this. But once I'm out there and I'm experiencing it, a lot of the time I have a whole different perspective and I feel a lot better about it. But then there's that 5% of the time when I still hate it. <laughs> and I feel like I'm slogging through wet sand. And in those instances, it is really lovely to just give yourself an out and say, it's not that I will never do this again, it's just I'm not gonna do it right now. Right now I need to rest or I need to do something else or I need to be productive in some other way. I think it's worthwhile to have that attitude because, I mean, certainly success is born of consistency. So the, most, the more that we can just get out there and carry on and, and, and do the thing, the more likely we are to experience success in the long run. But you are also in a very long haul. This adventurous life is not a quick, exciting fix and then move on to the next thing. It's sticking with something that was exciting and it gets exciting again periodically, but is not in the day in, day out generally all that thrilling on its own. And so it's worthwhile to have time to just allow yourself to be human and to take a break and take a breather and then come back to it the next time. But I think the key is faith. You've got to believe. You've got to believe that you're... You've got to believe that you're in it for a reason. That this vision, this dream of doing something hard came from somewhere. And that it doesn't just live in your imagination for no reason. So I think it's worthwhile to invest some faith in yourself and in your ability to see and perceive and just say maybe maybe this will work out maybe not exactly the way that i think it should but maybe it will work out and i will come back to it and uh, after a break after a rest so tell me if you're listening live or later tell me what your thoughts are about bravery and courage where do you find the wherewithal to get going or to stop and take a break? And what are you currently facing that is requiring some courage? How can we encourage you today? If you're looking for more people to work shoulder to shoulder with, I encourage you to check out Epiphany Space. That is the artist community that I've been part of for nine years now here in Los Angeles. And it's also available to be part of in other parts of the country and online. But this is a really wonderful group of people that actively believes in one another and comes together and speaks words of truth and faith and uh, helps us 
bear with the frustration and the struggle of the day-to-day -day adventure. So I'm going to sing you one last song, and then I will send you off to your holidays. This one is called Sender of Ships. When you dared across the sea With hurricanes, pirates, and monsters Don't take the easy way out And hide I'm not in the business of playing it safe My purpose is to succeed Nothing is ventured, nothing is gained. Adventure is the whole name of the game. There's more that's at stake than mere dollars and cents. This represents for me it is hard to keep faith but i will wait as i send everyone on its way nothing ventured nothing gained I've already won What if I lose again? If nothing is lost What can be found? I'm honor-bound Worry can't get me now There's more that's at stake Than mere dollars and cents These ships represent
says that uh, he got some homework assignments last week and so doing them is taking some bravery. I bet I know who that was that gave you those homework assignments. <laughs> so Steve took me up on my offer to do some creative coaching and I gave him some work to do. Yeah, I mean that's a classic example of the need for courage and I'm right there with you, Steve. I also have lots of homework that I gave to myself. <laughs> and I'm very pleased to announce that tickets are now on sale for my, my arrangement of Handel's Messiah. It's called the Messiah Illuminated. Coming here to Hollywood in all its glory. I have a whole collection of people performing along with me. And that will be on December 16th, 2023, here in Hollywood. And then also my retreat page for some creative retreats that I will be leading in Richmond, Virginia in January and February 2024. That page is now live. So <sighs> all exciting things, but it does require a bit of courage to get the word out, to uh, trust that people will come and take me up on my offers and to trust that I will be able to do these things well. And uh, I have a lot, a lot of evidence to back me up on it. But just like being nervous about driving up a hill, <laughs> I can find reasons to be nervous about these things. So to myself and to all of you and to you, Steve, everybody who is listening now, and in the future, I just want to send us off on this note of belief that we are dreamers, we are visionaries, we are people who see a thing that hasn't happened yet. And I have to believe that if you can see it, if you can imagine it, it exists even if it's just in your heart for right now. And let that be a deposit on your ability to, to bring it into the world, to bring it into being. Make sure you have some people around you who can also believe in you in that process and encourage you along the way. And I would love to be one of those people for you. So I hope that today, or today's episode has given you some courage and boosted your bravery as you take on the next step. Come back and tell me about it. I'd love to know more. Uh, until then, you have fun out there and enjoy your Thanksgiving holidays.